You're listening to the Spirit Hunters. Find out about our pod brethren and how to join our now public and free Discord group and support the show at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. And welcome to Season 3, Episode 43 of The Spirit Hunters. This is Joe. Patrick. Hannah. Sarah. Holly. Apparently we don't have any special guests. We just have a new yeah, cast no, member. This is, yeah, Holly is our new <laughs> cast member. She's been here since the beginning of the show. I have been here for forever. I don't know. I, I, I like for... I, I like... I, I forgot if you like say and I'm your if I don't know if I say I'm the special guest. It's like self-congratulatory. Like I, I just got to walk in the fucking room. You're our special yeah. guest, special <laughs> special girl. No, that's the that's, that's episode weird, title. Special guest, special I, guest, I, special I, girl. <laughs> sorry, that's kind of weird. Once you've been on for three prior episodes, and one of them was the April Fool's episode, it it, it loses its glamour. Okay, you're our regular everyday guest, which I guess just means you're a a star. Everyday bro, but anyways, it's great to have you back on. How have you been in the intervening time? Uh, a lot, a lot's fucking happened, man. Uh, I'm, like, employed now. Hell I mean, yeah. I like, I like work at Goodwill. Uh, Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm, like, a regular on a podcast called The Dillcast now. It's so which, good. Yeah. So but, good. Go listen to uh, it right which, now. Actually, pause this. Appa- which pause this po- apparently yeah. Joe listens to. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Like, what you need to do right now is pause this episode, watch all all the episodes of it, and come back to this one, and then you'll be caught up. Yeah, because obviously the 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 Venn diagram of Hunter Hunter fans and people who read Dilbert is a circle. I mean, I mean, you know, Scott Adams huge into Tagashi fandom. Yeah, no, really, really a big fan of everything he's ever said and done. Yeah, uh, he, he's he's been he's a big supporter of the uh, of the Chimera Anarch. Yeah, that's one he, way of putting it. He's a big I guess. fan of murder. <laughs> that's oh yeah, he, <laughs> he loves killing people's sons. You, th- this may be lost on you. It's not like a, a Dilbert. It's not like a oh, Dilbert's so bad. I'm gonna make a bad like a podcast about a bad thing. It's just like really mediocre. So like, was it like Michael Jackson bad or just bad? No, it's 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 neutral. Okay, it's, it's like uh. I don't know, it's just fucking Dilbert, man. Like, you stare at it in the Sunday paper or whatever. The podcast started before... People knew he was, like, a Trump supporter or whatever, but so were, like, half of people above the age of 60, so, like, so when you So do you guys, like, do you you watch the animated series and do the manga? I mean, comic... I've been pushing to watch the animated series for a while because I want to discuss, like, a fucking good piece of media for once because the animated series is, like, good. To be uh, fair, though, if you want a good piece of media that's based off of comic series, go watch Baby Blues. I haven't seen either version of that. Uh, I remembered enjoying the Dilbert show and not the comics, good. but I wasn't sure if that was me misremembering, so I'm glad to hear that you, who probably watched it more recently than me, agrees. Oh, no, I watched it when I was... Well, actually, no, I, I did rewatch a few episodes recently, but I did Hell watch yeah. it when I was 12 and didn't know Dilbert was a comic strip and was just fair. like, wow, I'm watching the cartoon 
that died after a season Dilbert. Uh, I'd be down to rewatch it if you do a rewatch of it. I'll go on for the anime. I mean, I mean the, the anime, yeah, the That's anime Dilbert. <laughs> The, the the podcast is as much about Dilbert as Aqua Teen is about detectives. It's just That's a good point. It's just we we review a comic strip and do some funny jokes and summarize it for like five minutes and then talk about random bullshit and sometimes play Dungeons and Dragons. That's fair. There are all sorts of special characters that are brought in as well, but that's for you to discover, listeners. Yeah, and um, enjoy that. Yeah, no, legitimately good time, and hopefully we'll shout that back out later uh, during the plug section. But anyways, last time, we caught up with each other over life and events, while also live-streaming old-school Hunter Hunter games from the early 2000s and with questionable translation in the Google Translate app. Yeah, I saw this that. Week... That was funny. Oh, yeah, did you watch that? Uh, I, I, wa I watched parts of it. Were, were you there for the uh, far-too-long discussion of cum? No. I wish yeah. I was. Apparently, yeah, apparently uh, halfway through the game, Kila like is lusting after Gon's juices. Yeah, we we used Google Translate as like a screen filter, and then it definitely rendered what we think are some very inaccurate translations. <laughs> a little yeah, bit. or someone in Google Translate app is secretly uh, a shipper of the extreme kind and somehow infiltrated their own fan fiction within the app yeah. that they game. They're a big fan of BL. Yeah, I was gonna say, if you have the power, more power to you, I guess. But this week yeah, we're power, jumping. How about just not do that? <laughs> this week we're jumping straight into a new arc, the thirteenth Hunter Chairman election arc. And joining us today, as mentioned earlier, is our friend Holly. Uh, yeah, we'll hi. also, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we'll also go over the newly released trailers uh, for Yu Hakusho's live action show on Netflix. And uh, you know, as always, you better get ready. So, Sarah, take it away. All right. We are covering episode 137, uh, Debate Among Zodiacs, or in Japanese, Junishin de Jiron, in Japanese. And it was released in Japan on July 9th, 2014. And the Covenant mangas are 319, and those were released on October 8th, 2012. Now, when you say they were released in... Uh, uh... Like in Japan on that day, do you mean like the manga volume containing them? See, I forget because I source these algorithmically now from the Hunter Hunter wiki. So whatever they have. Oh yeah, I mean if it's it's from the wiki, then that's probably like just the. Yeah, it's uh, the collection of them. Well, no, if it's if it, if it's the chapter, then it's probably. The, yeah, uh, actually, I think it is the chapter because the date does change frequently. So I think I think you are right. It actually is the chapter. I, I think it's the chapter. But yeah, I'm, I'm just going to just to cover my ass. I'm going to say that I just source it directly from the Hunter Hunter wiki, which I just scrape using fucking JavaScript. Yeah, from <laughs> like the like the adult gone fight uh, up through the end of the election arc and the first chapter of Dark Continent is like uh hunter hunter's longest consistent publication period i think like is it like 50 chapters no it's not 50 it's like i fucking forget how many but it's it it's it, it, it stretched for like half a year total ish i should go to the github and find out uh yeah weird it introduced it introduces one of my favorite characters 
of like the whole series in this in this chapter. Ooh. Is it who I think it is? Because if so, they're also one of my favorite characters. Yeah. How do you? How do you? How do you first off, I, I need to be reminded who here has like seen all of the anime slash read all 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 the manga or like at least like. I think all of it. I also, besides Sarah, seen all the anime. And then only I have read all the manga. Yeah. So like, is what is like is like Hannah blind like? Um, manga wise, yes, to an extent. Though I did spoiler myself on not like what happens in chapters but just some of like the stuff delving into a certain area that is very dark because i was just really curious are you talking about the flashback maybe it happened recently uh no, no i think she might not. she's i think she's talking about you know a continent of sorts yes i just wanted to know more i just want to know more about it because i like I like looking up stuff, so that's all I really know for the manga. Yeah, there's some cool character backstory stuff that happens Ooh, okay. pretty recently in it. Yeah, I definitely want to have uh, you back on when we get to the manga. Holy crap! I, I I want I want you to know I've been theorizing about that shit for actual years, and to see my theories like correct, felt I felt so happy. Okay, so I know. Wow, we should definitely talk about this another time. I know, I remember one of the theories you told me, and I remember it being correct. There was one that I think you told me that turned out, I think, not to be correct, but I need to read. So I, I'm not like directly chapter and verse caught up. I'm mostly caught up. And like, there was something that happened recently that I need to actually read because I'm like, oh, that one I think you might have not gotten right, but I'm just like, maybe I'm misreading this, but we'll find out later. Yeah, I, I hate talking in vagaries. So yeah. save that for like five years from now, I guess. Sounds good. Hannah, jump in. All right, all right, all right. So we start off with all the Zodiacs in one conference room. And to kind of give a brief, I think you guys mentioned it in the last episode, but basically Zodiacs are all members of the Hunter Association that um, whose abilities that Netero deems worthy. Um, did you guys introduce their names at all if not i have the list of them so, yeah, i don't get think the list. we said their names last time hashtag right. get the list the list of these zodiac members um from the chinese slash east asian zodiac not the western horoscope so let that let us clear that first and foremost so no scorpios here i love um, these goofy designs so much yeah so we'll start off in no particular order, we got Cheetle, who basically is the dog. Uh, Mizai Stom. Let me know if I'm. It's uh, yeah, that's that's probably correct. Okay. Yeah, so, it's like Mizai Stom. Mizai Stom, the ox. Kanzai, the tiger. Pion, the rabbit. Sotobai, the dragon. Right. Um, I think Gel or Gel. That one I was. I think it's really Gel. I think the... it's Gel. The That's the Viz manga translates it as is Geru, Geru, which you so know, like, like the Japanese like like adding the U at the end and all that. Okay, so Gal's probably close-ish, and then Sacha the horse, Ginta the sheep, um, Sayu the monkey or Sayu the monkey. That's probably Sayu from Sayuki, yeah, Sayu. which is Sayu. yeah, which is like the name for Journey to the West in Japanese. Mm -hmm. I I knew he was. I knew as soon as I saw him. 
I was like, it's gonna be a Journey to the West reference, isn't it? Oh yeah, he's clearly yeah. soon Wukong. <laughs> Dang. My, yeah, my fave so, girl. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say. So they're gonna fight. Uh, I guess Gun's gonna fight Goku then, after all. Yeah. <laughs> your um, fave girl. Who's your fave girl? <laughs> Clock. She. She's my favorite. So that's <laughs> <least>. awesome. <laughs> she represents the chicken, and then you have Jing. Who our favorite deadbeat dad as the boar, and got, then when you say it, he does like he has the definitely not as much as the others, but he he holds the energy. Yeah, he does. It's admirable, honestly. So, um, all of them are there, but we're missing one animal slash person. Did you mention the, the horse? Did you mention the really disturbing looking horse? Oh we god, did. yeah. Sacho. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, while we're on the note of appearances, the tiger guy is clearly based on um, the Hanshin Tigers. Do you remember that baseball team that I had us follow on Twitter yeah, years so ago? Yeah, he's a big fan. Yeah, he's oh, a big yeah. fan. So he's based directly on the like outfit of the Hanshin Tigers. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, yeah go on. Sorry, I just wanted to get that out there while I was there. Oh, yeah, I just want to yeah. say that for some reason, when I saw the cow guy, uh, what's, his, what's who's the cow dude? Uh. Mizai There's that Stom. ox. Yeah, ox. Uh, Mizai Stom. Yeah, for some reason when I saw him, I just kept thinking of Moon Man Rider, and I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> and probably the bucket helmet. Mm -hmm. It probably is in the cow thing. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> so there's a lot funnier in my head than I thought it was going to be when I, I, I said it. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, so there's one missing. Who is it? What's the last animal there? Oh, uh, the cat. Different anime. Damn it. <laughs> the rat. <laughs> so, so, but the rat, Pariston, right? I think Pariston. that's like Pariston. Anyway. It's an, an anagram of, uh, of Paris Hilton. Oh, really? Wait, no. Yeah. So Paris Hilton was like really in vogue at the time of this. Oh. And, uh, We'll this get one, in in later episodes why you would name a character this. These these oh. th this batch of chapters, the like from adult gone to the end of this arc, uh, was like I think the first batch of chapters drawn post the 2011 anime, like starting airing. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Huh. He like fi he like finished these off and then fucked off for two years. <laughs> okay, so Paris on the rat. He shows up very fashion fashionably late, and as soon as he enters, he basically tries to pull rank as the vice chairman and nominates himself as the new chairman and just, you know, skip the election, whatever. Who needs to do that? Um, everyone else is rightfully pissed, but um, they count everything up, and there would only be really 11 votes against him, while the remaining Hunter Association would apparently likely vote for him because he empathizes with the weak. But in reality, he likes to exploit them. Um, and if like someone wants to clarify that part, um, I think like it's because uh, they like join him under a league or something like that, or they yeah the the temp the temp hunters who like he base oh sorry no yeah basically he's like the best character 
he basically keeps them precariously employed uh, uh mm-hmm. and then exploits them and so this will come into play later yeah so i like the word precarious that's a good word to use <laughs> so it's a lot of communism coming in but anyways <laughs> um so Nisai Stom does make a really good point that 18 hunters um, have disappeared within only three years with Periston being a chairman. So, you know, I don't know. The odds aren't looking good. So I, I love that he gives the most non-response to that. It's just like, uh, it's just like, uh, it's just like, wow, that's so sad. I'm, <laughs> I'll when I'm I'll make sure to save the I'll make sure to make those numbers go down when I'm given even more power. He really is the best. True tech CEO vibes, man. <laughs> man, I cannot. I th- this like this like recap style of going through the episode. I I, I think this will like really like because like like a lot uh, like none of the arcs have the same complexity as like the the post anime shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see how this structure meshes with like the post anime shit. Oh yeah, we we might need to rethink. It really is mm. the most reader unfriendly oh. thing ever. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It's it's <laughs> like this art but much more complicated. It is Okay, it has has anybody here like seen The Godfather? Actually, I never have. Never heard of it. What's that about? I'm just joking. I saw three, like twenty <laughs> times. Okay, so like you know how like the first time you watch The Godfather, you get all these like names casually tossed out, or like you get these like things that you think aren't important, like you think it's like a throwaway line, and then it's like actually really important, and you had to have fucking remembered like who that guy it was and who, what his name was. Yeah, no, and of course. And it's like confusing, but if you like, if you like, put the effort in on your end as like a watcher of it, it's like. It's it's rewarding, you know. Yeah. Well, with, hey, hey, with leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah. The 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 post anime hunter hunter shit is like giving you diagrams of characters and what their names are left and right, and you need to save bookmark those and come back to them fucking later. Because if a character ever mentions another character's name ever, don't just be like, I don't remember who that is, but whatever. Pull out the fucking Wikipedia. You have to know every time. That's one I need to watch. Yeah, when you see like favorite character like polls on Twitter right now for like current Hunter Hunter, it's a bunch of people you guys will not recognize. It's it's, it's Karapika, a few familiar faces, and just a bunch of scrimblows. And then for some reason, Kobeni's car is like halfway through the list. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Anna, if you want to continue. So, um, sorry. Let's see. So basically, um, not wanting to, like, not wanting to lose out on the fun, Jing decides to nominate himself, though he says it's for the old man's wishes. And he, like, the reaction is that no one else wants to vote for him either, which I guess, I don't know, I wouldn't blame them. Um, Periston is like, isn't your kid dying in the hospital right now? And Jing's like, why don't you visit him? He'll live. And I don't know. It was like Periston was, will remember that. Yes. It was right now, like, if you haven't watched any other episodes, you're thinking like, <laughs> wow, that's a random dig. Why did you just dig at his kid? But 
Yeah. And then he's like, let's, and then he's like, let's don't, let's do take backsies with this self-nomination. Um, Cheadle's like, you know what? Why don't we draw lots instead with our proposals for the best election? Um, names will be written and everyone will be able to cast a vote to see what's the best optimal election process. And so, so real quick, this is done. Basically, there's a thought that goes through everyone's head of like, oh, God, at least those two will only have a one in six chance then. Because they basically group Periston and Jing together as like people they do yeah, not the people, want. Yeah, the the ones they don't like. They hate both of them. And so they think this is the best way to avoid the one in six chance of the worst people getting it. Again, this is like the most Tagashi thing ever. They they have to sit down and have an election, but they're having a conflict over how the election is to be performed. Yes, and there's so much stats involved. So I did not include the stats. So feel free to interject with the actual numbers. You don't gotta. We're <laughs> We're rushing through. <laughs> so um, they are going to have a third party pick the ballot. So that will be Bean. So no hard feelings uh, for anyone. Um, yeah. So Bean draws the ballot and he gets Jinx. And these are Jinx's following rules. Rule one, all hunters are both candidates and voters. Rule two, if the winner of the first election fails to receive a majority of the votes, um, the top 16 will have a runoff. If the major, if there is a majority, if the majority still is not achieved, there will be another runoff with half of the candidates. This is how we should do it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Get rid of the electoral process, though. <laughs> I think we just do like what the Hunger Games does. This oh, would boy. legitimately be better. I think it'd be better solving our short-term problems. I don't know systematically if it'd be better in the long run, because people would just find other ways to game it. Nothing is perfect, Joe. Nothing is I perfect. just want to get rid of the Electoral College, man. I mean, I think we all want to get rid of the Electoral College. <laughs> um, rule? Okay, so rule three. If the turnout of any given vote is less than 95%, that vote must be repeated. And finally, rule four, voters must sign their name on the ballot. Anonymous val votes won't count, which pissed a lot of people off. But there's one rule that even pissed off that pissed off people even more. Um, rule five, the election committee chairman will be Jang Freaks. So, yeah, everyone is really mad. <laughs> um, I, I, I love how they think he's trying to do a power grab. Yeah. <laughs> There's two things I want to note here. Uh, one of which is, yeah, the, the power grab thing. It's like, oh, that was interesting. Because I remember rereading this, having forgotten my previous read of like, that seems like it should be outside of the bounds of this. And it's like, well, that people agree, it turns out. But the other thing I wanted to point out is, um, so earlier there's this discussion about Periston and whether him being sort of like at the head of the, the temp agency would be good or bad, and it all coming down to whether or not the votes were named or unnamed, because if they're named, everyone who's trying to suck up to him will clearly, like, vote for him, while if they're unnamed, people will not, uh, people will, like, vote against him to spite him because they hate him and they're being exploited, and I, I think that's, like, a really interesting dynamic of just these same people will have wildly different reactions. 
But uh, yeah, uh, so up next, there is a flashback that kind of uh, explains some of the context of what just happened. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, take it away. Basically, in the flashback, you see Jing. He visits Bean at like the office and he's like, I've been just strolling around the neighborhood. Oh, look, you should bring that certain pen and that certain notepad and that certain trash can with you to the conference room later in a few days because there's going to be an election for the next chairman. I don't know how he pulled this all out of his ass, but he managed to predict it, and he predicted right. I don't know about you, but he pulled out his big pen 15. Never mind. (laughs) But basically, um, Jing knew that they were going to be drawing lots for the upcoming chairman election, and that Harrison would be winning and everything and pulling all this like tricks and whatnot. So he wrote, Jing wrote down his rules early and then he instructs Bean to fold the paper three times if he agrees with the rules and uh, to keep it until the drawing. And um, what he also tells him what to do if he folds um, his his different his um, rules his ballot differently um rule five was never actually gonna be a thing it was never actually truly gonna happen yeah Um, it's just there for him to be able to give up something in the in the discussion exactly so that way by giving up or conceding um the other zodiac members would be more willing to go with um the first four rules so it worked. It's like, you know, eh, you know, I, I'm i not that crazy or egotistical. We'll just go with the first four rules and everyone else could, like, be like, all right, this, this man isn't as egotistical as we thought. But you No, know, it's kind of funny. Like, it's like you, I don't, the part of it, like, plays off, oh, he's like some smart hunter that, that, like, foresaw this. And I'm, like, thinking, he's probably done with this, dealt with this so many times. He knows this is a resolution. Like, all right, well, we're through this bullshit again. So here, do this paper thing. They're gonna call a vote up again, and like have to, and like I'm gonna put this up here. So it's like shocking. So you know, so know how they react to things. Like they'll accept it if it's nothing crazy. So mm-hmm. seems like something like like if you interact with like a sibling or like or like a like a family member, where it's like you tell them the wrong time to an event to get them early, or like okay, they're gonna argue about this. Just do this to not argue with them. That sort of thing. Like so, is the vibe I got from it. Do you guys remember the Genkai arc, the Genkai uh, successor selection? Yeah. Yes. Like, do you remember what the first step was? Drawing out. It was like, it was like, it, was it the one when they were like out, out, outside her dojo, or is it like the fucking like video video game shit? It was picking out the paper from the box, right? Bingo. And interesting because it's another game of chance that actually wasn't. And so I don't think these are like, I don't mm. think it's a reference. I just think that this is kind of how Togashi's mind works. So the idea of like, you know, many things that people think are random chance were seated on our strategic moves that are meant to like decide things ahead of time. And so I, I think that's like a really interesting dynamic. He even says, uh, Jing says like a really cool line here. When I can make my query move how I want, I've succeeded as a hunter, which I just think is like a really apt statement of his character and his mode of like fighting and living. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you mentioned the lot thing. Like when we get to the the when we get to the Sensei Hawk show, there actually is a thing about a lot that happened later on in Yu Hawk show, 
And I thought it's funny that that came up not once but three times in the show. It's uh, a a funny thing. This is this is the thing I was gonna bring up uh, since that, like while while you guys are talking about the episode, I was just like, I, I had the the manga volume next to me and was looking through it as reference, uh, and like something something that I love that is not really translated into the anime is Cheadle's speaking gimmick, uh, which I don't even know if if you guys other than Joe know about. But whenever whenever she speaks in the manga, she her dialogue is is spoken, and then there's an arrow pointing to whoever she's speaking to. Oh, I I saw that. I I didn't know what that was. I thought that was just been sort of like a some like weird thing that they did for the translation. I didn't know it was yeah, like that. I sort noticed of thing. it, and yeah, I was wondering if it was like a Japanese grammatical aspect, and I wasn't sure. She's just weird. It's like Hisoka's uh, card suits in his speech bubbles and chat interesting yeah i'll I'll have to reread it and also look more closely now when she does speak che- che- cheetle and periston are my favorites which you no, know makes sense they, they're kind they're the one they're the zodiac members of this arc that get the most attention i like it because she's my favorite rumor mill character but they, they're both in like my top 20 and you know my, my hunter hunter top 20 is a mix of various factors it's like a mix of like like you know, like like I can I can analyze them and shit, or or like they're funny. I like them smile. Sounds good. I was gonna say I th- I think Parison's definitely up there for me in terms of just uh, the amount of shine in this arc, and also just like great character. And I, I it's funny that he's introduced this late in the anime version, but yeah. I just like my favorite thing about this is that that. They don't paint any like these guys like oh this is the smart one this is like you know person that's more reasonable they're all like psychopaths and weirdos. Oh yeah, I mean these these are Netero's. This is Netero's fucking cabinet. Of course they're weirdos. Oh, I was gonna say I think Cheetle's pretty reasonable. She's just like she's just you know sort of weird. Meanwhile, many of the others are not at all reasonable. I mean she's like I said that's why I said it's like a bit of a weirdo and unreasonable people. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Sorry, my uh, dog is running up to the microphone for some reason. Um, he was, he just wants to give it his uh wants to give his support for Cheadle, big Cheadle fan. <laughs> Hashtag John Cheadle. Oh, yeah. all the, right. The, sorry, I just had to say it's an old meme from like the early two thousands, like Don Cheadle on a bed of rice. I don't know I've never know. heard this meme. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? I'm gonna Google this. I haven't heard this. I swear to God, Don Cheadle on a bed of rice. Man, you could tell me anything and tell me it was a meme from twenty years ago, and I'd just believe you. That's fair. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> oh, I think it's a 30, 30 rock thing. Uh, okay, that's probably why. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the Zodiacs, uh, you know, they become part of the election task force. Yes. Okay. So about that, um, basically, what's real? it was a great scene. And then Holly just posted a really beautiful manga shot in our Discord channel. Cluck, who's the prettiest girl i've ever seen she basically sends a million birds slash doves to send out the ballots and um yeah to every hunter in the entire world and apparently all 661 hunters decide to nominate themselves for 13th chairman um which the election is primarily going to take place in the Hunter HQ. It is going to be BYOB or bring your own ballot. 
and you will be dropping it off in the ballot box with three election task force members present and they will going to be I, I de- like having your ID verific there'll be ID verification as well at um the HQ there's also like more voting rules for example voting can be on site and off site but regardless of where you vote Voting takes place from 12 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. on August 8th, and all with all votes being counted the same day. Time zones be damned. It does not matter. Um, Holly, I have a question for you. Do you think, so this is the 13th chairman election, and in the past I've wondered when the Hunter Association started, who started it, etc. Do you think more than one term was Netero? I always, I always assumed the thirteenth chairman just meant like, like he is the thirteenth person to be chairman. Yeah, and that's what I'm wondering. Just because, or maybe it's like the thirteenth election that has happened. Yeah, I don't know. And I've talked about this with Remy on a previous episode about the relationship between the founding of Shingen Ryu and hunters as a profession, and whether there is a relation. Simply because you know everyone talks about Nen within, like, the bounds of the way Shingen Ryu developed the theory of it. But that doesn't necessarily mean hunters didn't exist before because, you know, natural Nen exists. Yeah, it's like, in in my brain, Netero made the Hunter Association, but I know that it's not, like, what it is. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm trying to resolve now, too. I, maybe we just don't have enough information to really know, but it is, like, something I've been this wondering about. This seems like something that somebody who could walk in the room and just say, like, what? You didn't know? Like, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's just like purposefully just not enough information to know. But who I, knows? I, I, that is kind of how Hunter Hunter has been from the start. Like the vagueness of what the fuck hunters are from the get has always been a bit of an appeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some reason, though, when we were saying that uh, 13 Sherman, I was imagining, do you know that photo of Obama that's put us a. Um, like a middle Metal freedom on himself. on himself. Yeah, that's what I was imagining for Netero. <laughs> I really just I need am one. now the thirteenth chairman. That should be the uh, episode image, either that or the edit of Obama as Ice Spice putting the putting the medal on the other Obama. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, I like that one. I was... wonder if you will. Yeah, the thing is, I I don't like. There's a Photoshop I've been waiting to do since I read this this section, and that's a picture of uh, Don Cheadle with like. Either John Cheadle as as uh, Yorkshire or like uh, just the stuff or like the reverse word Yorkshire stuff on Don Cheadle, and so I don't know what episode I should say that for. It's Cheadle Yorkshire's face on Warhammer, a War Machine. Yeah, and then the op- or, or the opposite. So oh. I don't know which one I want to go with and where, what episode, but hopefully we could do that sometime. I don't know, maybe maybe towards the end of it. <clears throat> we'll figure it out. <laughs> Also, so, I need to do some manga edits and manga no edits because Holly just had me see something that I missed. So I'm gonna edit that real quick. Oh, is it? Was it in the the page I sent of all the people that showed up for the the ballots? And it has like a bunch of faces you haven't seen in a while, like 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 Hanzo's there, Tezgera's there, Basho's yeah. there. For for some Duan, reason, the one with the... a D instead of a W is there. Oh my god, I didn't even notice him. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. For for some reason, in the for some reason, the official viz version that i read officially 
uh, I was missing that bottom section, so I just thought it was the no names all over the place. Oh, okay. So the notes, my notes were saying, yeah, but we'll talk about that later. But okay. yeah, well, I messed up the notes. I'm dumb. Uh, sorry, guys. That's okay. The anime, the anime does have the montage of hunters we know and love voting and doing their civic duty. Um, some there's so many, but I think. Think the one, obviously we all know Hisoka, whatever. Um, Never heard yeah, he of him. Shows up for the first time in a while. Yeah, so good for you, Hisoka stands. <laughs> um, Hashtag Hisoka, him. Hisoka Heat. <laughs> and then, yeah, I think I give props to anybody that makes light of the democratic process. Oh, thank yeah. you. It... You know what? Next time, next time I, next time I go to vote, I kind of want to do what the what Hisoka does with the the ballot over. His arm holding yeah, you it wait over. in line for two hours all to just like like be like teehee my ballot's blank and then you walk home. <laughs> exactly. I just drifts like that and just wait in line. I thought you were gonna say you were gonna rate people by how hard it would be for you to kill them. I mean I already do that in line so when I'm when I'm shopping, I'll just be like, okay, three point five, eight, two point two. All right. Oh gosh. Yeah, um, yeah, he's so good there. He's like taking stock of all the points from, I guess, all. I think that's what he's doing from like all the hunters. Yeah, he's, are he's rating their strength. Oh, their strength. Okay, uh, that makes a lot more sense. So it's part of he's me got like, the eye for it. Uh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. I totally forgot about that because I was like, why is he trying to count <laughs> like the amount of votes people are gonna get? So, um, yeah, and then. Yeah, there's like other people that show up, like Illumi, I think a little bit, and then. Uh, no, I I don't no, think Illumi was... showed up. I think Kita Rocker showed up. Yeah, I, yeah it's just Kita yeah. Rocker. Illumi's a different no guy. The, yeah, hundred percent. It's been nice to see him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't seen him since the beginning of the show. Yeah, I wonder what happened to him. Like between now and the Chimera and Arc and stuff, it must have been crazy for him. He must have dug himself into a hole again and just hibernated all winter. I mean, that's that's what I do. And then, yeah. So, from there, um, we kind of have the results from all the, from the voting montage. And Bean says that no candidates, all 60, well, 661 candidates, none of them received a majority. Uh, kind of makes sense, given what do you expect. With the, with the odds, and then... But as per the rules, there's going to be a new vote. Um, Jing, he wants to take a, pe- a, a peek at the ballot box, but Bean won't let him, so Jing gets all upset and insults him, blah, blah, blah. And then we cut to Lumi, who does show up in the scene, and Hisoka, they're seen hanging out and gossiping on some random roof overseeing the city. I would um, like to say that is a difference between the the anime and manga is that mm-hmm. uh, the scene of Hisoka walking around and raiding people uh, happen uh, happens like concurrently with the Illumi thing, and it's not on mm-hmm. a roof. He just like walks up to him and they talk about it in the same room that he was doing the raiding, and then and then the ch- and and he says yeah. the shit he says at the end of the episode, and then oh we we cover the, the we cover the manga notes at the end. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, we'll we'll go back to some of the other differences. Oh, I forgot that you did that. 
Oh, no yeah, worries. I, I was like, I was like, oh, I, I guess I'm gonna read less today. I guess. Uh, now, it, it comes as it, it comes as it comes. I was gonna say, you're good, you're good. There's other differences, but yeah, that that's an interesting one, especially yeah. because like, Illumi doesn't drop the Gita Rocker disguise in 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 public in the manga while he does in the anime. Yeah, he's just in the disguise the whole time. Yeah, no, it's, it makes uh, me wonder it's kind if. Of interesting. I I legitimately wonder if Gita Rocker is a member of the Hunter Association and not Illumi Zoldic. I think that that's probably sense. what's happening. I think that's actually the case. He does take off the uniform towards the end, of the, the, the outfit towards the end of the conversation, though. You see him, like, uh, pull out his hair and stuff. Oh, and I guess he did do that during the fight that occurred during the, like, Hunter exam. So I guess, like, everyone knows it's him, but he probably is still legally recognized as <laughs> Gita Rocker. Yeah, Wait, when no, you say I actually he pulls forgot. out his hair, are you, like... Like, like you see him pull off the needles and you see his the hair needles. pop out. It's yeah. it's like oh, it's no, like the last panel. About, are you talking about the? Uh, I, I I think that that's the that's the family photo panel of like them as kids. Oh no, I, I don't know. You could see it. But it looks like it was like at the end of that conversation. I could look, go back and look. Well, regardless, let's just finish off because we we didn't yeah. say what the final line of this episode was. Yeah. Oh okay. So okay, was that the panel? It was really hard to tell from that. I thought that was him like taking his disguise off at the end. Oh well. Okay. Well, basically, um, Illumi is just basically telling Hisoka, like, oh my god, all this shit happened to, like, Netero dying, like, like apparently died in, the, in um, Iskaturo and, and GL, and how did you not all know all that? You've been too obsessed with Corolla, I guess? I, I fucking love that he's just been bumming around and didn't know Chimera Ant happened. Yeah. That's so good. I just love the, don't you read the news? It's like, no. No. But you know what does pique Hisoka's interest? Apparently, Illumin Hisoka's favorite boys, Gon and Kilua, they are um, in the hospital. And apparently, they're going to die. So they got to figure out some way to stop it. And who's going to kill them? Apparently, the Zoldic. So, because that's just how it goes. So, yeah. That's the end of the episode, and yeah. Oh, there's one, there's, I think there's one more thing that happened. Wait, did I miss it? Okay. Yeah. What, like, what happened? Illumi ends the episode by saying, and I'm curious to know if this matches the Japanese or not, but says, quote unquote, the Zoldics have one more brother. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm stuck on that word just because I, I know the word for brothers, Kyodai, but I don't know if Kyodai is, you know, gender neutral or not. Because that would definitely color the choice of the word brother here. And we will get to that later. Yeah, the it is, it is specifically brother. Interesting. So, Sarah, sorry if that spoiled anything for you, but you will, you will find out eventually. Oh, no, it didn't spoil me. Oh, no, no, no. Is, oh, is, is, uh, is, Sarah, is Sarah blind? Sarah's blind for the, the anime, yeah. She's the only one who hasn't finished the anime. That's see that's that's interesting to me. I I like having a mix of people who shit and people who don't. Yep. So there's another sibling who uh, you'll find out a lot about. Mm -hmm. Ooh, exciting! Just when you think you saw them all, there's always one that pops up. <laughs> and uh, and fuck, I wish I was here for a few episodes in the future because there's a lot of translation junk. Oh, I you know we would love mm. to have you again in the future. We'll figure that out after the yeah, cast. Yeah, I don't though. know. Uh, you you probably know about this one already, Joe. The 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 Alakananika uh Killua Onichan thing. 
Uh, I think I know what you're talking about, and I at least know part of it because part of it is just like, hey, this is a standard Japanese phrase that we've turned into something else, but like, we'll talk more later. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but with that, with that said, uh, Patrick, if you want to discuss the way the manga differs before we get into just discussing. Okay, so the the first one is there's this cute little cute thing in these zodiacs, like the cute little. Uh, this looks like a children's book of little the animal representations, like little chibi looking things. Oh yeah, we posted this on our Instagram. It's really cute. Yeah, I, I I like that. This is immediately after the previous chapter, which is like like the most tonally dissonant thing from cute animals of cute drawings of animals and narration. It goes from uh, goes from uh very creepy and uh, very sadness bugs to cutesy animals. So kind of cool contrast, different. Uh species change there or oh, what the fuck did i just do all right so uh the next change i thought was interesting is it has like the all the zodiac discussions like different like panels back to back so i thought that's kind of cool it just shows them all talking cute little thing so that's gonna be a little change well, i won't say change manga yeah it's just a all this dialogue was adapted it's just like a change that's like medium. it presented better in this at least yeah, because in the anime, they can't just have all the characters over-talking each other, or because else the mm -hmm. viewer won't be able to really get everything. So that's why it's, like, paced out within, like, that five-minute clip, or, like, those five minutes, versus here, it's, like, it feels more real with, like, everyone talking over each other, or it's, like, sequence, like, back-to-back, -back, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I, I kind of like when the animes, when they do that effect, like we you know when they do like this, the the bars and they all talk and they add up like that. Yeah, I wish they did that like yeah, that. Like a like, panel. Just, yeah, like they make their own panel and like this like cuts bit by bit. It's kind of a cool effect. I wish more animes would do that. I know Pokemon, I think, does that quite a bit. But it's kind of a cool effect. I like it at least. But uh, yeah, the other change I thought was interesting and I didn't see in the the anime is that. Uh, that Seiyu uh, mentions that he thinks uh, Pariston is getting uh, getting off to this being the boss and being in charge, which is kind of a interesting thing to say. I forgot about that, but yeah, that is a really good observation because uh, that's part of what I love about Pariston. He just uh, loves to be in control and the biggest hater in the fucking room. <laughs> this is so... Uh, I'm kind of glad I'm here for the election arc, but I wish it was like an episode or two in the future because I have a lot of... I. The reasons for which I love Pariston are not immediately apparent here. And and then, yeah. And then one of the, uh, and then we talked about earlier that the they show the characters, all the characters lining up to vote. And in the manga, they have some, they have some differences there. The same characters that aren't there, like uh, I don't remember seeing Satotes or the Cooking Hunter Testers. I forgot I what their names so. are. Uh, Buhara and mm, I don't remember her name. Yeah, but most of these seem to be here, or maybe I might have missed a few, might have missed them. I don't remember seeing uh, what's, oh man, I am bad with names. The one girl that that, uh, that was with, uh, that was with Karapika during the, the, the uh, York New City arc. Melody? The, yeah, Melody. I don't, I don't remember seeing her in line, but I could have missed that. I think she was there, but it's a lot harder to pick people up and you don't get as good of shots. That said, I don't think the set of characters in both is the same. I think there are just many people who are shared. 
the uh, yeah. the 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 female cooking hunter is is Menchie. I I remembered it, but I double uh, I du- I did a double tape because it seemed too familiar to appreciate Machi. it. I yeah, I, I legitimately almost said Machi, and that's why you heard me like go like because ah, I was like I'm not gonna do this. I ask on the cooking hunters just because yeah, I, I didn't want to look up their names. People know what I mean. Know what I'm talking about. They know them. Yeah, uh, it's nice to see Satotes. Satotes, my goats. But yeah, and then uh, we talked about earlier the, uh, in the in the last big change is uh, guitar rocker talking with uh, doing that whole conversation in the the voting area with uh, uh, Hisoka instead of being on like the roof or some unknown night area. I actually don't know if they go off on the roof of the building or just go outside to some nondescript roof. Yeah, in the it seemed anime. like it seemed like uh, unclear because there was a scene change. Yeah, so it's a bit of a bit of difference but yeah it's uh i said it just makes it more clear that that actually is a uh, illumi i guess i have no idea or maybe they want to hide illumi a little bit better in the manga i don't know for the reason for it but uh i mean it, that's the change i suppose but at least they show guitar rocker in the anime so that's kind of cool i do think there's one other very small change that i think is more thought-provoking than actually like tells us anything but the dragon zodiac asks out loud like why did Netero bring Morel and Nav rather than me and like you know some of the other Zodiacs yeah that's a good question I, I was thinking of that too why didn't they bring the Zodiacs to help out with the situation I wonder I really if it's just that. like playing into the idea that for Netero it was like a suicide mission so it's just like yeah I probably want some folks who I want to lead the organization or something could have also been for their like specialized skills or the fact that Fair. like uh nav ha- uh nav nav and moral both had like apprentices and stuff which could add to the team or yeah it might have been team comp or maybe if you think grimly maybe disposable uh hunters that are powerful but they're not going to be as like detrimental if they died compared they're not to as politically the... connected exactly to be fair though like i do agree with joe though that i don't think i don't think the chicken girl is going to be much use during the during the chimera and arc in terms of fighting I, though I agree with Holly regarding team comp, like for instance, Nov's power is insanely useful when you're doing an infiltration. Oh yeah, Nov's power yeah. insane for that. Uh, w- when you're running into the unknown, Knuckle is like really fucking useful. Oh yeah, the ability to drain anyone to zero, ridiculous. Yeah, and the, you know if you're getting Knuckle, he's like he's an apprentice to a master, and the master's strong too. So like. Yeah, and be- being able to make enough smoke uh, puppets is also probably amazing for, uh, you know, just, like, doing reconnaissance. Yeah, so I, I definitely I definitely think I'm, I'm with Holly as well. I think it, and, and you, Joe, is that I think it is team, I think it was just a team comp thing where it's like, yeah, they're probably going to be more geared towards it, you know, having having Nov lock them up in that the, the room while Nedro beats them up one by one. A little bit easier than trying to fight them all head on. Apply directly yeah. to the forehead. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> all right um but yeah no that sounds good uh that was all i think we both had for uh manga differences um i know we're a little bit short on time holly because you you like to go to sleep a little bit early but uh do we want to just jump in we can either go into sensei haka show first or we could talk about the yu haka show uh live action trailer. i, I want to ask uh is the approach to sensei haka show and the trailer is going to be like summary based like the the previous one um uh, if i had infinite time if i had infinite time it would be cool but i'm just asking because i think a freeform discussion would be best yeah i think it was originally gonna be summary but i don't think we have time for that um and if we're gonna do 
like actual just freeform discussion would you would you prefer to start with sensei hakusho or would you prefer to start with uh the live action trailers i feel like the live action thing is going to be shorter so i want to get it out of the way sounds good okay so did you guys watch both live action trailers or just one of them i watched both hmm I don't remember. I remember watching the one that was officially on the Netflix channel. So the Netflix channel has both of them. The YouTube one that was released very widely and I think is a worse trailer is is the one most people saw. Okay. They probably saw the worst one. I only saw the one you linked. Uh, and it looks way cooler than I thought it would. I, I had been mainly keeping my head out of like the live-action Yu Hakusho shit, because I've just... I'm just kind of not interested in adaptations like that. Mm -hmm. But this actually looks pretty cool. Uh, I, yeah, I guess, like, what's everyone's overall just general reaction? Um, uh, I'll let you go first, Holly. Yeah, just first thoughts. It probably goes up to, like, right before the Dark Tournament, or at least that's where all the footage is, because there's, Agreed. like, there's, there's the Tororo brothers and Sakyo and shit. Uh, so it's, like, you know the the preliminary the the save the the the, the save uh fucking I forget her name Yukina Yukina yeah Yukina arc the save Yukina arc uh and the uh it, an interesting thing is like uh they had one of those weird fucking spirit bug things flying through the air you saw trailer two then yeah uh that that that's like. I don't remember if they showed up earlier on, but I I, I first remember them in like the chapter black arc because it's they it's show up made during in... Maze Castle. Oh, uh, they do. Yeah, uh, Su Suzaku is like having them go into the human world and drive people oh, to infinity. Oh, yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah, I just remember the scene in in chapter black where they were like, "Oh, the tiny bugs and shit are manifesting more frequently in the human mm -hmm. world because of the the barrier and shit." Yeah, I have less of an encyclopedic memory relating to Yu Hakusho than I do Hunter Hunter. Yeah, no worries. I yeah, I I love Hunter Hunter, and I think it's a better I think it's a better manga than Yu Hakusho. But I think I definitely have Yu Hakusho memorized more to like my core. Hannah or Sarah, please go ahead. Like, what are your thoughts? Um, I, the graphics aren't as bad as I thought. It's actually pretty good for like a Netflix show. At least you know what they've shown. In the ten, the trailer that came out ten days ago, since that's the only one I watched, uh, I don't know. Yusuke's actor, I think, is a good fit, like in my opinion. So I'm not still convinced with Karama or Hiei, but I think that's because there are. I just think there's better actors that could just suit them looks wise. But I'll just give the acting a chance, and I guess we'll see from there. So. Yeah. Also, that wig is yeah. terrible. Not good. I always, I always find it so goofy when uh, live-action adaptations of anime try and, like, directly adapt, like, color schemes of characters. Because, like, 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 Yusuke having his fucking bright, bright green school uniform in, <laughs> in, in live-action, it just does, like... Like it, it wasn't that like the like that's an anime color thing. Like he he eventually got drawn like that later, but it it was just like whatever color it needed to be, mm -hmm. really in the manga. So it's like you're just kind of doing this for the the sake of the iconicness, but it's just like weird. Like I don't know, it, it works for shit like election JoJo stuff, where it's like like there's no way to do that and not be goofy, but it's a bit more grounded at the start of Yu Hakusho. So it's like 
I yeah, I think maybe it might be me, but is it me or do I? I kind of prefer the actors, even though they pretty much are cosplayers on stage in the stage play. I think they look much oh, wait, better. Have you seen the stage play? I haven't. It's one. It's really good. But we watched it on the show. Um, you, you should watch it. I can send you the subtitle file, and you can find the video yourself. Or we could, you could mysteriously acquire it after speaking to me. We'll figure that out. But uh, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I, figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I kind of wish some of the live-action Netflix series characters looked more like that. Mm-hmm. The only thing I know about the stage play is that Tagashi went to see it, and uh, some dude on Twitter posted a sketch he got from Tagashi at the at the show well that's awesome um yeah i definitely agree with what you're saying though about the sort of the iconicity of the uniform um but i i think that like there's clearly supposed to be a diegetic explanation for him having a different color uniform like there, there's the hey we want to make a unique looking character but there's also like use case poor and like a way that you indicate someone's poor is often their school uniform is slightly wrong and like making it as bright green as it is in the anime is like goofy as opposed to just making him have like a slightly green incorrectly colored uniform i honestly if i was if i was tasked to make this i would just like give him like a regular uniform and have it not be like weird colored yeah or but... just like faded like basically hey it's a little bit fucked up on that same tone though it's just kind of weird though that they got all three of them looking more anime anime like uh correct but they couldn't give Kurabara a pompadour or, like, make him more look like Kur- Kur- Kurabara. I, I think that's a purposeful choice because I think that we haven't seen a phone yet, but I feel it's a modern-day show. Yeah. It, there are there's yeah. many comments on Facebook, of all places, that are going to be doubling down on the pompadour thing and say, it's part of the culture now, don't you know? No, yeah, it's I'm, not. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, Gen, Gen Z, Japanese style's not his Gen style. If he was like Southern Britain, he would definitely have a pompadour, but that is not the case. In Japan, I feel like the slick back uh, fade is still very popular, so they haven't reached that level yet <laughs> of getting the perm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the things I think during the time that show happened, that was that was an old fashioned. Even when Kurapara had it, which I think was a funny joke about that, because I think even in well, it was an old fashioned that people wore purposefully though, and that there was a vibrant subculture that was fairly large of people who were wearing it. While that okay, does not fair. exist today, because yeah, because I know in, I know in uh, in Diamonds Unbreakable, which came out the same time. They did that same joke where it's like, oh, yeah, Yusuke has the pompadour, and it's like, that's like an old hairstyle, and they made the joke of that. Yeah. So I guess that's, that to me, it's like, it's like, well, I guess it's an old hairstyle, but they could play off of that, and just be like, oh, that's an old-fashioned hairstyle, like a make fun of it, I guess. But I mean, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I just think it's weird that they go, everyone looks almost anime accurate, and it's like, oh, uh, let's just not do it for Kurabara. Yeah, it's like, I feel like every... like like half of all live action adaptations of like things that were anime at one point because like you know the the in the trailer they were like like based on the classic manga but it's very clearly taking cues from the anime because the anime is very popular uh it's it's like we have to make it feel like comic booky we have to make it like pop or whatever like they can't just have like like you know you can't like one-to-one translate it to live action when it's when it started as a manga or whatever but it's it, it's it, a p- part of me. Part of me wishes it was a bit more grounded. I guess. Mm-hmm. 
than it's like mm. artistic design or like the way it's presenting itself. It's again like not too much because that shit is gonna get thrown. Like whatever it currently has of that is gonna get thrown out the window if they do dark tournament. Uh, oh god, yeah, I'm curious to see how this first that's one does. Be fucking and... weird. Uh, yeah, I wonder but... if they're even gonna do a dark tournament. They might just do the first part and be like, yep, that's it. No, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I was gonna say be so, so another... weird. Oh yeah, if they never went further, yeah. I, I don't know. It'd still be complete and interesting. Well, not complete, but it would be interesting. But I was going to say, another artistic style thing that I think is interesting is Kurama's hair, not just making fun of the wig, but also, like, his hair wasn't red in the manga. <laughs> you know, it was... It was just like, black. It, it was, was black or... It was just or, a guy. Yeah, it was black or charitably, you could say, like, sun-bleached, dark, dark brown, in which case you could do kind of what they did in the Rurouni Kenshin live action of just like su highly sun bleached hair which i think i would have preferred yeah, they basically they gave him the red thought at every asian person red hair too because it wasn't it's light enough to look red but not so much you have to completely fry your hair so maybe that's what they're going for i don't mind the redness whatever because like i think it's just i don't know maybe they just they just needed to style it better like they just didn't have the one piece budget I guess, because every single character in One Piece, or majority of the characters in One Piece, including Zoro, who has very short hair, were wearing all wigs, which is insane when you think about it. That yeah, yeah, and they look kind of really kind of insane looking. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of worried about with. That's why I mentioned that I don't, I don't think they're gonna do a dark tournament, just because there's so many anime adaptions that Netflix mm -hmm. has done, or just anime adaptions in general. That's like oh. There's going to be a second part, and they never do it, like Cowboy Bebop, JoJo, uh, Part 4, Part 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jo I think like about that. the JoJo one all the time. Because, like, oh, yeah, like... part, they literally named it Part 1. Part, yeah, JoJo, uh, Diamonds mm -hmm. Breakable Part 1. Like, saying that's the first movie, and they never did a second yeah, they one. Came, so it's they, like... came out with, uh, they came out with Doug's first movie. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm worried about. And what I'm getting the vibe of is, like, uh, I hope this doesn't come off as the vibe of, oh, they're just going to do the first part, and it's like, no dark tournaments. Like, oh, okay. You know, I got a controversial suggestion of how we could solve so, this. Don't do the dark tournament. Skip and, right to season three. You yes, can make it way down. cheaper. Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh. 100% yes. <laughs> but then you have everyone complain that there's no dark tournament, though. Hey, you know what? Fuck them because they're wrong. It's not the best season. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's really not. Yeah. I do think it'll just depend on like the viewership. Like, Netflix pays attention on how many people tune in the first week, but they really pay attention to people tuning in on the second week and complete the series. So I think it'll just all depend on how that goes. Like, are they doing, like, a full release the day of? Or are they going to do a weekly release? Because I noticed this. K-dramas that Netflix specifically funds themselves all have been a weekly release. but. And all the Japanese shows I watched have been full release. Maybe Alice in Borderland, I don't quite remember. Maybe that was also a strategically like released like either one or two episodes each week. But I feel like if they do the latter, where it's just by two episodes a week, that could help mm -hmm. the numbers because it draws people in, keeps the longevity of the viewership. Um, but who knows what will happen? Who knows how invested Netflix is really into this? Yeah. Like, it almost seems like partially 
they're like, oh, it's an afterthought. They just realized, hey, we have this and it's been in the works. We need to promote it. But I feel like it hasn't been as promoted as like I feel like other adaptations they had. Maybe it's a bias because it's done all in Japan in their Japanese production side of things, unlike Cowboy Bebop or One Piece was all like done in Hollywood. So yeah. Maybe logistics yeah, things. It's, it's very different there. It's I to mm-hmm. to me. It's like I I do not have strong faith that this is going to be a thing that continues. Uh, I don't trust mm-hmm. them to like release this in a way that like gets a following or like put put as much faith in it as needed. Uh, I was going to say that I I think it's a bad sign the fact that they don't have the anime adaption on Netflix yet. Like, usually all the anime shows they have, they have, like, oh, here's That's Cowboy Bebop, here's One Piece. Uh, where's Yu Hakusho on Netflix? It's like, oh, not That is sign. interesting. I wonder if that's an exclusivity thing, but I'm I'm curious, because they did save it for last in the announcement thing they did, where they showed a bunch of shows trailers, and then it was the last one shown. So, to some degree, that indicates that they do want it to succeed, but, like, yeah, it could be warring factions within the company want different things for it. Yeah, because um, I'm not seeing like any like because at least with the One Piece they had a big advertisement campaign. There's they really, also put way seeing, more money into that though. That too, but still, it's like I'm not seeing a lot of like hype for it. Well, so a question I want to ask you guys is instead of speculating about the production and like the release, I want to know what you guys think is in this show because the fact that we're seeing Karasu and Bui in what looks to be the first season, as if they showed up during the rest of the Yukina arc, is one, interesting, and two, makes me wonder if this will be a bridge summarized or how they'll go about this. Because Holly brought up the Makai insects earlier, which makes me think Maze Castle might still happen, but I'm half worried that we could get the worst possible thing. It's just like <laughs> Sakyo and Togoro are like, we're trying to build a tunnel now, and the insects are showing up because mm-hmm. of that. And then, you know, uh, Bui and Karasu are here as well. And then we're going to invite you to the Dark Tournament to decide the fate of the tunnel that we're building during Season 1. I personally think it's going to be similar to the stage show, which they show up to the basically end of Season, what is called Season 1, right before the Dark Tournament. I think it's going to be eight episodes long or less, and I think they're going to showcase all of, like, I guess the first part of Yusuke being a ghost to Yusuke being alive, and the egg thing, all in one episode, just to make it succinct, or an episode and a half. Um, I personally don't think they're going to do the Dark Tournament in detail. I think Sakyo did show up. Yeah, no fucking way they're going to do, like, like, yeah. like, like, and now you have to fight Chu, and now you have to fight, like... Yeah, the Monster of the Week shit. No. They are yeah. not going to do that. They are going to, like, condense it all into, like, guys. Yeah, no, I feel that. Like I said, I think it's going to be, I'm going to agree, it's where it's going to be super summarized, where it's like, okay, Yusuke dies, comes back to life, gets hired in, like, one episode. Like, they're going to summarize that, and then just, like, maybe, like, make an arc, like, one or two episodes of that, I, so. I, I trust them to take their time with the early stuff more than the later stuff. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. so... Do you guys think we'll... So when we watched the stage show, we were pleasantly surprised to see that, like, the Yatsude stuff was included. Do you think that shit will make the cut? Do you think, like, stuff like Sayaka will make the cut? Or, like, do, or do you think, like, hey, all that shit's evaporated? 
No, honestly, I th- no. honestly, it's probably just going to be the main villain villains like Chiguro, younger Chiguro, Sakio, and some Yukina stuff, and like. I mean, okay, not so even I don't the know... old anime like paid that shit in mind. Yeah, that that's fair, but I don't even. So I know Genkai is shown in one of the trailers. Do you guys see her? And if so, do you think Rando makes an appearance, or do you just think? Well, Rando probably does make an appearance, but do you think anything else in that tournament makes an appearance? Probably it's not. It's so funny. Th- I think it's going to be pretty brief. <laughs> R- R- Rando and Suzaku like blend together as like the the villains before villains. Oh yeah, the the two of them are just like, hey, we have some Inuyasha rejects. <laughs> Obviously, chronologically, that's not true, but like they like kind of fit that style of villain. I just want Birdwife to show up. Marugu's a main character. It's really weird. Yeah, it's like I'm joining the gang now. Just the weirdest creative liberties. Okay, there's a character in the trailer who's standing next to Sakyo in the background, and he's blurred out, and he's wearing what looks like a pink suit. I'm wondering if that's Tarukane. Oh. Hmm. He's, like, in it for two seconds, and he's just a bald old man. And I'm like, is this Tarukane, or is this just some random dude? Who's Tarukane again? Tarukane was the guy who captured Yukina. Okay. Oh, that dude. Yeah, the guy, his head kicked off. Yeah, he's the straw man guy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if they play that out where it's like they kick his head off. So it, it more than likely is probably going to be him and be the introduction to younger Tagoro and older Tagoro. Oh, another question: What do you guys think of the lack of baby Koenma and the um, full-on presence of Daddy Koenma? Honestly, they should have really uh should should really done what they did in the stage play and have a little little baby thing po- uh, on the lower end on the, uh, like like a necklace sort of thing. I hope they reveal that uh, Daddy Koenma is secretly Donald Trump way earlier. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, I like hot Koenma, so I say go for it. Because I like eye candy, and I think he's handsome. So. Oh, I will miss from just having like a little itty-bitty toddler <laughs> being the boss of everything. Like, I don't know, he just shows up and he's raw all, all of a sudden for no reason. I think they might have an allusion to it, like maybe like a quick thing where it's like, oh, Yusuke, it's me, it's me, uh, what's the name? And it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm actually, that's actually my my decoy form, and then that's going to be it. Maybe, or maybe there'll be a doll of him in the background of a shot or something like or maybe that. Maybe they, they do do the, maybe they do do the, his default form as the kid form thing, and they just like mm-hmm. have the reveal be earlier. Yeah, they probably, maybe... maybe they're hiding it, or whatever. I have no idea. True. A lot of these, um, some a lot of these trailers. Sometimes they just shoot scenes for the trailer. They never actually make it into the show. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I I have like one one more thought about some of this. I really hope Kurama at some point just rips off his wig to turn into Yoko, and there's a much better wig underneath it. Hey, pretty funny. <laughs> That'd be the greatest reveal possible. Oh man. Just the lack of layers. The lack of gel. I thought Jap- Japan's the strongest, like, hair gel you could find. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, look at Yugi Moto. I mean, goddamn. It's all dedicated to him. Yeah. I just hope that actor can pull through. I know he's a good actor. I've seen the clips. I just, his face is not, in my opinion, does not suit Karama. Just because Karama's a feminine face does not mean actors who play feminine characters in the past can fit like Krama needs 
sharp eyes. This guy, who the actor that plays Karama, has the the deer eyes, as they say in East Asian beauty, like like or fish eyes. I don't know. Anyways, it's just not my cup of tea. But as a Karama fan girl, I will try my best to keep an open mind. So, I have a question that I want to open up for a bet. Who believes George will be in this show? Oh. I don't think he will be. Uh, he. George is such a weird existence. Please uh, elaborate. I think I know what you're talking about, but please elaborate. Well, just the fact that he's an anime original creation. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So I'm just like, because I definitely keyed in on what, some, what you said earlier about how much of the decisions for this color-wise are based on the anime rather than the manga. But I'm like, I wonder if that will extend to character inclusions or if George is goofier than they're hoping for in the tone of this new one. And I think the case is probably he is goofier than they're hoping for now. But it is just interesting to think about. Uh, it's 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 weird because to a lot of people, he's like baked into the show. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like when I tell a lot of people that he's not in the manga, they're blown away. It's like it, it, it's like the uh, it's like the King Kai and Dragon Ball, like not having uh, not having Gregory. Oh, see, I've never read Dragon Ball Z. I've only read Dragon Ball. I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that either. Yeah, it's just bubbles. Damn, that's crazy. Goddamn it, bubbles. <laughs> Lol. So um, I, I just keep thinking of Team Four. Every time I think of Dragon Ball now. No worries. That's if a anyone problem. does, anyone else have anything more to say about the trailers? If not, we can try to fly through Sensei Hakusho. Um, I'm just trying to see. That's did they all mention... I really had. So I'm just wondering, did they mention that it was based on the best-selling manga or the best-selling anime? If it's I think they man said manga. Okay, yeah, that's probably going to be manga-led. based off of the manga. Okay, yeah, it's probably going to be manga-led, though, so I get, probably not George at all. Okay, then the question is, is Atsuko yeah. going to be in it? Let's go. Is she going to be at the Dark Tournament, I mean? One thing that I really wish and I hope that shines through is that the humor talk show and it won't be so serious like i get that the trailers usually when shows like this come out they kind of keep it very like epic and serious because like that's i guess like the generic tone that acts like a general audience who has maybe no idea what the anime is about um but it's funny that's all i want also that it's not as dark because both trailers the lighting was like dark as hell and i get it like in the anime you can how you animate things that even if it's night, the colors are very saturated, nice. You can see everything. Looks I felt like half the trailer. I was like, what am I looking at right now? Like I can kind of see, but it's just all the shadows are really, it's it, all the shadows are really strong. Everything's really yellow tone. And it's, I just hope that they fix the color grading in the actual show itself. Cause right now I'm not vibing with it. Yeah, I mean, this is going to make people upgrade their OLEDs. It's like, you, you better have those nits in your TV or else you're not going to be seeing shit in this show. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so uh, you guys, uh, Holly, are you good on time if we try to just like zoom through this next part? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, well, then we're good for you, Hawk Show. Listeners, by the time this comes out, uh, it will probably be like pretty close to the date. I'm curious after you listen to it for you to like write in, correct us, and be like, that wasn't Tarukane, you fucking idiot, but uh, stuff like that. But you know. Um, but, but you anyways, send, you should send death threats to my address at, at uh, 
3359 South. No, don't do that. Uh, it's actually at 612 Wharf Avenue. That's it. It's right behind, uh, was it right behind the warehouse by Melon Shakers, I think, right? Yeah, by Melon Shakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, okay. it's a good establishment. Um, but who here read the, uh, who here read Sensei Hawk Show? Me. I did. I, I'd read it, I'd read it all before, but I, like, reread the chapters. Hell yeah. The thing. Hannah and Sarah, did you? I did not. So. Okay, no worries. Uh, yeah, if you just want to, like, skim some of this, we go over. But, um, yeah, I, I had heard some of this stuff from, uh, you know, various Togashi trivia online and the like. And, um, Holly, I know since you've read it, uh, before and I think are probably the most knowledgeable about Togashi's, like, actual life and production process, uh, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, what stands out the most to you that you wish more people knew about? Uh, well, I mean, like, the thing I wish more people knew about is just, like, the fucking concept of this entire manga that you're discussing right now, which is the fact that he has assistance and has always had assistance. Because a lot of the time people kind of like to portray him as, like, a, a solitary artist that refuses to get help. Uh, yeah, I think this... I've been guilty of that, like, once or twice and been corrected at other times. Which I'm pretty sure this was covered in chapters one and two of the of Sentai Show, where, like, Sometimes when he wasn't, when he was, like, behind or, like, stressed or, like, uh, like, just annoyed, a, a way to, uh, to burn off stress to him was to not let his assistants work on a chapter and just, like, do the whole thing himself. Or, like, not let them take a background and let him sketch it out real quick. Like, just the feeling of doing it all himself made him feel more capable and in control of it. Uh, so he did do that sometimes, but... You know, he wouldn't have hired assistants if he didn't intend to use them regularly. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that, though. It's like sometimes you get just get frustrated and it's like, uh, I don't let me just draw it out and not explain it. And I think maybe maybe J Joe as well would understand that from like because of the programming aspect where it's like uh, I can literally just do this by myself in five minutes instead of having to. Yeah, it's explain like things. Yeah, te technically, I guess maybe it would take less time if i did it with somebody else but there's some things that's just like fuck man i'm just gonna do it myself yeah it's yeah. like uh yeah and i think this is a danger in in leadership roles like i i definitely it can lead to burnout and i definitely had a little bit of this like when i was like the head of like a club in undergrad not for programming for like asian american stuff i definitely let this happen to me once or twice in a way that i think is unhealthy and so i think this is a common issue amongst like people who are very proud of their work and are kind of workaholics yeah, it's it's kind of a sad thing. I I I used to suffer it quite a bit. But I learned to loosen the reins, and I sort of tried to. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just lucky because I have people that I really trust to get stuff done, and I feel like I can loosen those reins, and I'll have to like, okay, I don't have to edit this entire podcast by myself anymore, or yeah. I don't have to, you know, be on the show this week because of pressures. Like I can just like take a break from it, and I know the show's gonna have just the same quality with me on it. No, that's true. That that definitely happened to me in the first podcast I ran before our podcast. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking like this this uh, idea that he that Togashi typically is like basically a solo effort for his works. Do you think it's like an impression that people got because of like the quality of how the art would be? Sometimes it would fluctuate, or do you think it's like related to? This romanticized idea of like the manga cost being like a one man show doing everything and people like kind of latch on to that because they think it's 
more authentic or whatever it's those two things and some other things it's like 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 you'll very rarely find like a high profile mangaka that doesn't have assistance but they just like aren't credited most Mm -hmm. of the time Um, yeah i was was about to say that i was gonna say it too like i think that's another problem in and of itself especially with the whole issue going on with uh mappa right now with their you know treating their animators like garbage Mm -hmm. it's the right word i'm looking for but I think a lot of studios are like are like that, and I think Japan has a really big big issue with credits and assistance and stuff like that. And I'll tell you more in my video essay I'm about to explain right now. The 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 mangaka is more like a a director of a movie than the sole creator of everything visual for it. Although you know not quite the exact thing because mm-hmm. they do, you know, typically a mangaka ink, inks all the characters still, and like does a bit beyond that like i but a thing a a thing that i had forgotten about uh with this i i I didn't remember that that ajino the author of this book uh kunio ajino i think it was yeah i think that's his uh, name did the the final the final line work for the second to last page of yihaka show where like it's the bedroom and the uh and the 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 photo of the main four is like blowing through it like uh, and uh, I, I, I just always thought that was Tagashi. It just looked very good. Yeah, it's a beautiful shot. And uh, isn't there an anime version of it somewhere at the end of the series? I, I think there is, but I, I don't remember. But gorgeous shot. Um, I, I definitely think there's certain parts of anime history that I were, I do wish were more public and more well known because it would definitely dictate a lot more about <clears throat> the history of things because the amount of interviews where mangaka talk about major choices that they made in their series being based on the feedback of an editor and like that they were often very popular Mm -hmm. decisions i mean you know sometimes they probably just don't talk about the ones that were unpopular but um just like it blows my mind that we just so often don't know who those people were you know like who changed the course of like history for that series yeah Um, i've I've gotten to the i've gotten to the uh, sorry to cut you off no it's all good go ahead I was just saying it's it's wild to me because these people like do deserve that credit and like there there are there are mangaka that do do stuff like that like the uh the mangaka of Ajin uh does it does a thing where like at the end of every volume it says like uh it says like uh, uh like on this page this assistant did the helicopter on this page this assistant did but it's it's just got a few pages of that at the back of the volume. I think more things should just do that. Yeah, I I agree. Like I basically wish every series of like notoriety of notability had basically a running sensei haka show going at all the time. And like obviously that's asking for a level of visibility into people's process that maybe many people are uncomfortable with, but at least the credit aspect would be cool. I was like saying, just put like a little number in the corner of the page, and just at the end of the the, the manga, just put like one uh, panel done by this person or assistant one or two, and just put like little annotations there, just so people could see. Oh, this is who worked on it, who drew it. So it's like if somebody likes that shot and wants to like hire them, they can. But I know that Japan has a big problem in their entertainment industry in general, and uh, maybe I'm not in the loop, but I'm not sure why they haven't unionized by now. Is amazing to me oh <laughs> i feel like with it, I, I mean it's really it's not even really unionized in the united states i think entertainment is just very just wants to exploit their workers like in any industry really as much as possible but for some reason with 
art and entertainment, they really double down on it and then are very anti-union in that way. Well, the more the more you can stop oh. someone from being a marketable name, the more you can stop them from going somewhere else. That too. It's this true. was the case in the early video games industry where Atari would not let any of its programmers write their names anywhere in the game. And they had the oh, like yeah, that's how you, Easter egg. Yeah, that's how you get all those like stupid made up names in the credits. Oh, uh, yeah, in in Japanese games like Yuki-chan's papa. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, or or the or the Capcom team, which comprised like the majority of of women, are pretty much just credited as Capcom's sound team, and kind of erasing that from history, which I think is very important and annoys me that they did that. Oh yeah. The uh, uh, he mentioned it in the book, but Tagashi did like sketches in the back of volumes for his assistants. I think like uh, the picture the picture I sent in chat is of uh a Kenshin sketch that Tagashi did for Ajino at the back of Level E Volume 3, I think it was. I think that's the case, uh, yeah. That, that was mentioned in uh, one of the chapters we read. Dang, yeah. where'd you get the photo at? Uh, the Ajino's Twitter. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've, like, gotten to the point where, like, I can... If, if I look at a modern Hunter Hunter chapter, I can tell, like, who some of the assistants are for certain things. Like, I can tell, that's like... Sick. Uh, like, this this guy does hatching like this. Uh, like, oh, that's not a Togashi background, that's a blank background, or whatever. I can kind of do that. Oh. I kind of could do that with the Chimera and Arc with certain pages of the manga. Wait, so when do you, it, when do it you looks... actually know the names, or do you just recognize different styles? Oh, man, I feel like... Um, uh, when I... it looks like Chicken Scratch, and it looks absolute dog shit, I know it's Togashi doing it. <laughs> Fuck yeah! you! <laughs> uh, I, just, I couldn't disagree with you more, but I love hyper... Funny. <laughs> yeah so that the, the yeah so jokey aside though I, it's like okay Tugashi was in a rush for this one and like i said i don't know his consistency with editors and hunter hunter so i don't know if it was a time where it's like oh shit i have to get this done and i'm just gonna do it myself or it's like a, oh yeah i if, don't have editors at all right now so I mean, a lot of the time it's like he does a pencil sketch of the background and like hey there's some rubble here uh assistant ink that rubble and put shading on it or whatever uh, and those just like a oh uh, don't have time for that. Fuck it, send it to send it to Soatia. Hopefully it's like, good. Like you know, would you rather him spend time on drawing Gon's face or like the rubble? You know, that's what assistants are for. Yeah, I mean, if I mean, and if if that's like in a serious answer though, I wish the answer was Soatia could wait for it to go in. But you yeah. know, I, it's like yeah, but I get that. So, uh, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I remember you like asked if I can like tell their names, and the answer is, I forgot their names, but I know, I know two, I know two of them individually. Uh, oh, that's cool. Them... I mean, it's better than me. Yeah. Um. So beyond the production and stuff, like, did you guys find any uh, anecdotes throughout these? Um, interesting. I I definitely have oh, some yes. stuff regarding the the video games and stuff they played throughout because uh consistent with you know chapters one and two, video games remained a very large part of Togashi's steam blowing off uh between you know between drawing etc. But Holly, are we talking about this the whole or 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 just the first part? Yeah, chapter everything, three. everything. Because yeah, we're just gonna go over like it all. But uh, Holly, go ahead. Oh man, I. The the true he said the truest fucking thing ever in in the last I forget if it was three or four or whatever same thing, uh, where it's like you listen to the edit listen to the editors and take their notes and do what they say at the start and then once you're big you can start ignoring them. 
that is the truest thing ever, and it is in- incredibly evident in Tagashi's work. Yeah, it was really cool seeing that because he said that to Ajino, but then it clearly applies to the transition between Yu Hakusho to Hunter Hunter. And all, just like first half of Yu Hakusho, second half of Yu Hakusho. Oh, for sure. And the yeah, because he's like it's, able it's, to stop it at all. Yeah, because it's gonna be like it's like halfway through. It's like it's like fuck it, I'm doing this. Why don't you do this instead? It's like too bad. It's like what are you gonna do? Cancel the million dollar selling anime and have to explain to Soatia why this stopped all suddenly and and its money maker's dead. Good luck with that, buddy. Um, so something I thought was kind of interesting more because it played into something we had said years ago, but while speaking of the video games that were played and stuff, one that was brought up was during a break, Togashi played a game called Momotaro Dentetsu, which I was just like, oh, well, that's clearly a, you know, typo. It must be Momotaro Densetsu because Momotaro Densetsu means legend of Momotaro with Momotaro being a legendary figure in Japanese culture. But Momotaro Dentetsu, which instead of Densetsu means legend, Dentetsu means electric railway. And apparently there is a Monopoly style board game on the Super Famicom called Momotaro Dentetsu, Momotaro's Electric Railway, which is based on the Japanese traditional game Suguroku, which is also the basis of Mario uh, Mario Party, I found out. Uh, so basically, oh, wow. in a much earlier episode, we were reading about Togashi and I mentioned, quote unquote, he likes board game video games. And we're all like, what the fuck does that mean? And we were like speculating like, God, I hope it doesn't mean Mario Party. Well, it doesn't exactly mean Mario Party, but it means one of Mario Party's literal brothers in terms of being descended from the same source. Because the idea of like the star being moved across the board and you having to like go after it is a characteristic of both Suguroku and many of its children. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like it, 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 It's like, I'm looking at it, it's like, they're just like my friends when we're done like for the day. It's like, uh, let's just play some Mario Party and just piss each other off. I wonder how he feels about uh, uh, Dokapon Kingdom. I mean, honestly, he probably likes Dokapon Kingdom because I, I think I think that's also a Suguroku like. But um, apparently, the game that I the game in Dragon Quest that's a consistent mini game called Parcheesi is not actually based on Parcheesi. It's based on also Suguroku. So basically, on reading this, I unlocked a big thing connecting a ton of Japanese board games that I just did not know all had a common ancestor. Can we now refer to Mario Party exclusively as a, as a what's it called? A something like Mario Suguroku. Yeah, can, no, can we call it a Suguroku like game nowadays? Yeah, Mario Sugma, uh, Mario Sugma Roku, yeah. Yeah, I'm Suguroku clone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's like Mario Party, you mean that Suguroku clone? They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, by the time of level E, they clearly upgraded to a Virtua Fighter 2 cabinet, which I figured uh, yeah. Patrick would find. Yeah, uh... actually Tagashi's obsession with Virtua Fighter is fun to track. So, so good. fun fact, this actually is not a Virtua Fighter cab. It's technically a cabinet called the Astro City, which is a generic all-purpose Sega cabinet, which you could put, like, many arcade boards in. It's kind of like an empty shell. So they he had, probably has Virtua Fighter 2, the board, in there, but... It's just a fun thing, but I actually do have this cab, so it's kind of cool to see him have the same cab as I do. In case y'all didn't know, Patrick is a video game hardware otaku. A little bit, a little bit. You know, I, I can tell you the difference between a couple of the cabs. Uh, I definitely can tell you that that's not running a, a was it 40, 41, no, 31 kilohertz, which is the signal for VGA. It's probably like 22, which is the arcade, or 15 kilohertz, which is the arcade equivalent for Virtual Fighter 2 and what 
the uh, Astro City supports. But uh, sorry, I just want to tangent that real quick. Was it was it fucking on a podcast I was on? I don't know. You guys have probably talked about the 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 Dojenchi Tagashi Drew of like Pikachu murdering the Virtual Fighter cast. I think you brought it up, and we're all like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Oh, uh, well, you know the uh, T- Togashi uh made a story in a Dojinchi released by him and some others, including the author of uh Bastard and Kokuno Hakaishin, Kazushi Hagewara, who was the one that introduced him to his wife, uh, uh, and. The, the they they released this dojinchi under uh studio loud in school hagiwara's studio and basically there's it's like a bunch of like uh i i think it's like called wonderful fight or like it's romanized as like wanada furia fight or something like that anyways there's a story in it uh where pikachu who's really fat pikachu by the way this is like the year pokemon dropped or some shit the best pikachu uh, is like murdering all the characters in Virtua Fighter, and it's incredibly bloody. Uh, I, ju- I just linked some shots from it right now, and it's exactly how you described. I actually do remember we discussed this on the quote unquote Togashi 101 episode that we had you on for episode 100. Yeah, they, they did a lot of co- collaborative dojinchis. They did like a joint Capcom dojinchi. Uh, God, this is so sick. This picture of a fat Pikachu is the best. I love fat Pikachu. Yeah, I just wanted to make a tangent real quick. I just got the. A notification I'm doing a fan dub of a movie now for Macross, so yeah, that's interesting. You heard it here live first, guys. We knew him before he was famous. Yeah, look look out for a Macross fan dub with me in it, I guess. I, I'll I'll boost it. Yeah. So any but yeah, no, that's pretty funny actually. The Oh no, I remember seeing that. I think you showed us that last time we covered this. Yeah, yeah and I, I was I'm almost forgot. certain I like talked about it on this podcast. You definitely did, and I I'm I'm gonna re-listen to that episode just because like one, it was a it was a blast recording, and two, I've been listening to some of the old stuff. I've been listening to our Yuhawk show coverage in preparation for the live action coming out, so it's just nice, you know, kind of reliving the journey. I can't wait to dust off that theme song though. Uh, we'll see what they end up going with for the theme song. That's probably a question I should have posed to y'all earlier. Oh, no, I meant for our theme song. Oh, we might do something different depending on what they do choose. Although, I guess then we're more likely to get taken down, so maybe we should go to the old one. I, 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 like, I like consistency. Um, but yeah, uh, an- another games thing. They mentioned that Togashi would regularly just play through the entirety of Resident Evil 1 as a break. Uh, he, he also did, like, a, re- a Resident Evil dungeon. Uh, in which he did a, a comic of. Uh, That's actually pretty that one's cool. Not, that one's not as well documented. It was, I think it it was in that Capcom Dojinchi that that he did with Hagiwara. Yeah, my question is, which uh, version did he play? Because he has both the Saturn and a PS One there. So did he did he play the Saturn port of it or the I'd PlayStation One port? Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I, like I don't know. He, he's he's like rich now or whatever. Like. He can afford. He can afford both consoles <laughs> and the GameCast. Um, Dang, dude, this guy's this guy's loaded. But they mentioned that he would play. He would beat it in around three hours, which, like, I think in a pre-internet era, is pretty good. Yeah, Before, no, that's like, you about can see all the tips and tricks. Yeah, that's a, that's about a, that's a good runtime to get the perfect ending for that game. Yeah, now if, now the he... current time is thirty-eight minutes. Yeah, there's a lot of exploits with that. But I wonder if he did a full. 
just get to the end of it or he did a full rescue Jill and the rest of the cast and or rescued Chris pin who he played. Well, you know what that means? You got to make level E2. Oh, not level E, sorry. Sensei Hakusho 2. Sensei Who's Harder. Two electric, electric Boogaloo? Oh, all right. Where does Electric Boogaloo come from? Is that a reference to something? Uh, it was a breakdancing movie from the 80s called Breaking 2. Breaking 2 and colon Electric Boogaloo. It's just so stupid that people just keep doing it. Basically. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I only know that because of obscure film stuff. And I'm like, no, I only know that because my brother's a breakdancer. Big fan. Um, but, you know, I, I, thought, I thought the video game stuff was super interesting to me as well. Like, I think that's... And one of the things I... But besides the video game stuff I thought was kind of sad was the, uh, the, the f- prophecy where he's telling them... It's like, oh, I love this... Telling them, oh, I love this art. Did you, do you... I was like, it's all dot. It's like, <laughs> you're an idiot. You're going to kill yourself, dude. And it's like... And it's like, you know... And, it's, it's, and then when they went on earlier... Like later on, she saw saying, "Like you're going to die to Gashi doing it this way," and it's like, "Sensei, please take care of yourself." And it's like, kind of like a sad sort of overtone, overture of that, you know, the fact that he's actually literally killing himself doing this. Definitely. Uh, on the health note, it was interesting seeing that Togashi had to rest his back even in the '90s. So I was kind of blown away to see that. Oh I just yeah, left. it happened as early as like. Like Yihaku Show Volume like five or something. Like that's was... crazy, man. Just because I just figured that always happened like on like Hunter Hunter. This is uh, why uh, kids you you always you always use proper posture when you're drawing and take frequent breaks. It's it's like like I can only imagine continuing to push yourself like that uh, inflamed it and made it worse. You know, like yeah, it's just really sad though. It's like all these industries have something like that. It was like Shueisha's oh. You could take a break, but you're going to be behind the curve and miss your deadline and get kicked off. Or it's like wrestling was like, oh, yeah, you could wrestle and take a day off, but you also be behind and, and you're not going to get the money that you want for your family. So, uh, yeah, it's either you take those drugs and keep pushing through or you or you don't and just lose your place in the start or whatever, or lose your job. And it's like I always hated that pressure stuff on that. Yeah, I, I hate that like half committal like like, oh, it's your choice to do the shit that will result in you losing your job or your livelihood. Or... For sure. And, like, this is, like, I'm. let's not chase this illusion, but I was going to say, that's one thing I really liked about uh, Squid Games, just the idea that the main character's return to the games was his choice, and just sort of, like, this illusion of choice, like, hey, in order to, like, you know, keep on eating, you got to go back to this thing. Yeah, or, oh, if you want to see your daughter ever again, you have to go back to this thing, and it's like, wow. Or it's like, you want your mom to live, and it's like, I know, it's it's just a funny, I, I do think that's an apt, apt, like, apt, like, comparison, because even, like, even in the United States, we're suffering through that as well with animators, where I think a bunch of adult swim animators died from the same thing, where it's like them working themselves literally to death. Yeah, man. Um, it's a- difficult uh, discussion about labor in america in especially creative industries but that's kind of for another time uh, I, I just meant sorry tar- i'm just trying to tie it into the the whole no, idea of no I, I think that yeah. was totally apt i'm just saying more like oh yeah i gotta steer us back speaking um, of labor in america i have work in the morning and need to sleep oh uh, no worries uh yeah thanks for thanks for being on i think we'll probably continue on from here with just like a little bit more discussion but uh yeah really appreciate you coming on this was a good time 
Hopefully we'll have you on again sometime later this season, uh, either for we need to figure out how we're going to discuss Yu Hakusho uh, structurally um, if we're going to do combined episodes. But if not, would you prefer to be on Hunter or uh, Yu But you can answer that offline. How you want to do? Yeah, I mean, I can just say say now I, I, I want to be I want to be there for some point near the end of the election arc. Hell yeah. OK, we'll talk with you later, but the rest of us will continue. Yeah. Uh. I'm gonna... Oh yeah, give give your shout out to your stuff actually. Yeah, I don't know. I remember you said some shit like like talk more about the Dillcast later, but I think I said everything that needed to be said there. Sounds like, good. Uh, it's your your uh, comics work then. Oh yeah. Uh uh I do a comic called Tearcom at T I R K O M dot the comic series dot com. Uh it's like an action action comedy thing mostly action it's it's kind of weird it's kind of hard to describe uh when not something you can like sum up in a sentence uh i also do uh i i also do a, a comic called you woke up as a girl this morning exclamation point question mark on webtoon and uh manga decks and also like the pinned tweet of my twitter which is uh at hditus13 which you know i know it's not called twitter anymore but like shut up though yeah uh, I, I i think that's one of my favorite comics by years the, the i woke up as a girl yeah uh it's it's still going and i'm making it in tearcom at the same time uh and trying to balance that and work take care of your back yeah i draw half of this shit in bed you don't gotta worry nice nice uh, well, thanks for being on Yes, thanks yeah. for being on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, th thanks for having me. You, you folks are very kind. I'm not used to kindness. Oh, well, we would love to have you on again, and I don't think you got to thank us for it. That just comes naturally when you're yeah, around. No problem. And also, I was lying about not being used to kindness. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's a little more happier. Thank you. That's <laughs> yeah, good. I, I was it. just like, all right. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you later. Yeah, have a good one, folks. See you. So Hannah and Sarah, um, you know, from like what little you skimmed while we were doing this slash like what you heard us discuss, like, was there anything that stuck out to you as interesting? Probably, I think, like the humor of it and just that idea that, um, I don't know, I guess like it seems like there was a lot of, they seem very, this doesn't seem close to Takashi, which is kind of nice. It's just, just from the skimming standpoint, um, it just like it's a lot of good details and stuff. Um, I was kind of under the notion too that he just did everything alone and only had like one assistant because there was assistant that did. Um, there was like one like formula panel that we like looked at in the past, right? That was drawn by her. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was cute. I also liked, I think what stood out was the relationship that he had with his assistants where it just seemed very uh, close. And then also there was like a note that he issued a lot of the hierarchy, which at least like always like the impression that I get from especially Japanese work culture or work culture in Asia in general. It is very, they do really do tend to adhere to hierarchies whether it's like a cultural reason or 
um, for professional reasons. So seeing this is very interesting. Um, it does make me rethink, like, oh, if I worked in some, like, corporate America, having that relationship with my employer beyond that, it's something that I never really had. So I imagine how interesting it must have been being in, as an artist. Like, I don't know. I never worked in artistic industry. Is it more natural to have relationships like that with your employers just because you're always, like, constantly around each other? Or that creative space tends to... You can be more personable with each other. Yeah, because it seems know. really that the because I think with Tsugashi it's more of a he's self-employed, quote unquote. Like while he does he does technically work for Shueisha, it seems like pretty much he stays at home. Like he manages his own office, his his own assistant, his assistant. So it seems like he pro and he pays him out of his own pocket. So it seems like it's kind of like he's the boss and he's working with his other employees. So it kind of. Kind of seems like to me, it feels like a general like workspace where it's like, oh yeah, you work in this office with your buddies and you go out to eat or you hang with your boss, grab dinner, or you just. Well, in Tagashi's case, he plays video games because he's kind of a oddball dude. That makes sense. No, I, I think I think he's definitely yeah. an interesting figure. Like, I don't know enough about um you know manga production to say whether this is a common relationship or not but it does feel like the fact that it's being written about means that it's slightly you know aberrant in a good way i guess um and it's really well and it's yeah. also written by his like you know star pupil so like take that with a grain of salt i guess because like maybe the others would be like yeah i'll write my own sensei <laughs> hawk show fuck Togashi. yeah it's it's like this weirdo playing <laughs> video games just gave us like food from lawson's what a friggin jerk ass I mean, food from Lawson's is pretty damn decent. <laughs> I wouldn't be complaining if I got Japanese convenience store food every day. <laughs> no, I feel that. I actually do really want to try that when I go there. I'll have to go out of my way to try that. But You don't have to go out of your way. Lawson's is everywhere, man. Oh, is there some in Arizona? Oh, I thought you said when you go there as in Japan. Yeah, no, sorry. I mean, like, yeah, when I go to Japan, I'll go and go find one, I guess. I'll walk down the street for five I minutes. I still funny that Lawson's is originally from fucking Northeast Ohio where my dad grew up well slash where I grew up too but Lawson's was already gone by the time I was a kid but like it's fucking crazy that it's originally from the states I guess 7-Eleven which is big there is also from the states yeah. but I mean 7-Eleven is also big here that's their too, still. yeah well that's their ML usually businesses that start in America they find markets in other countries and they just blow up it's like 7-Eleven yeah, but now Lawson only I'm sure Subway is making numbers in South Korea. Yeah, but now Lawson doesn't exist oh, it here. Exists. I think mm -hmm. I heard rumors that they're going to open up some like small ones around around the states somewhere. That'd be kind of funny if they came back, but but we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, you guys should definitely read it when you get a chance. I think it's still worth reading even after our little discussion of it. Um, just as a cute thing, but uh, yeah, uh, I guess. Do you guys have any more thoughts uh, for this episode, or should we uh, take it out? All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just to chat at our Facebook or Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. Heads up, check us out at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod and join our public Discord where we'll be discussing the shit out of Hunter, Yu and much more. Speaking of the Discord, if you want to support us another way, you can help us by giving us a written review on Apple Podcasts. Each review, well, or Spotify, each review gets a surface to tens or hundreds more people. Finally, today's intro and outro themes were made by Studio Mega Ane, both of them actually. 
Uh, check them both out. <laughs> check both the songs out, check I guess, them. on YouTube. Check both of them. Yeah, check, check, look, check Slugma out. Um, check Slugma, Ligma. Uh, okay, at first I said Slugma, I'm like, the Pokemon? Yeah, Slugma um, balls. Yeah. Um, also, big shout out to our editor, Tommy, who I think might actually resume on this one. We'll find out. But uh, it's been a long time since he's he, since he's edited. Uh, so who knows? We'll see. But uh, Someone's editing this for sure. Someone is editing this. It's either him or me. Let's flip a coin. We'll, um, we'll edit it and we'll do we'll look. This is edited by Tommy or Joe. Thanks to him or me, the rest of the crew can focus more on doing research and talking to Gashi. See you on the other side. Later. Oh, never do that again. Fair.